0: Welcome to the channel of Anna Purdue. Look for the link below the podcast and make sure to follow for future podcasts. And the link below this podcast, it will direct you to your favorite listening studio, including Apple, Spotify, and Google. Well, once you open the link, you can scroll over either the Apple, Spotify, or Google button and then just select your favorite platform. And once you get there, make sure to look for the channel Anna Purdue. And I want to give a huge shout out. To vet for Peace, Darren J, Angela E, Karen C, Daniel B, Jolie R, Kristen S, Rodney T, and Leonard L for your donations to the channel. Thank you so much. I am so grateful to each of you. And um, since many of you know, PayPal has permanently suspended my account because of my content, so future donations can be accepted at the stripe.com link found below the description box, or you can click the donation link that's on my website at annapurdue.com. And another way you can support this channel is by making purchases of the Patriot products that are found on the same website, annapurdue.com. I want to give a shout-out to Lyle M., who I call Macy, and I want to give you a Thank you for all that you do and your amazing research and your posts that help teach us all so much. Thank you also for some of the links I will be using in this podcast as well. Let's get started. General Mark Milley took secret action to secure nukes from unstable Trump after he lost the election. And Milley called China's top military leader to reassure the country Trump would not attack new Bob Woodward book reveals. Miley's extraordinary efforts are detailed in Peril, a new book by Bob Woodward and Robert Costa, and it claims that Miley told top military officials he was part of the procedure on military actions. Apparently, Miley called head of China's military two days after the January 6th riot to reassure him U.S. was not about to attack. There was chatter that chairman of the Joint Chiefs was concerned that Trump might take rogue action to stay in office. We are on the right way to a right-wing coup, the CIA director Gina Haspel reportedly told Miley. This is bad, but who knows what he might do, Speaker Pelosi reportedly told him. Chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff Mark Miley took a series of extraordinary actions after the January 6th Capitol riot because he was concerned an unstable President Trump might undertake military action in a desperate bid to stay in office, according to Bob Woodward. Well, the efforts included... Miley as the top-ranking military officer meeting with the top military officials in the Pentagon two days after the Capitol riot, and Miley telling the military to keep them in the process for all military actions, including the use of nuclear weapons. It also involved outreach to Miley's counterpart in the Chinese military to provide reassurances the U.S. would not strike its rival, according to the book. If you get calls, no matter who they're from, there's a process here. There's a procedure. No matter what you are told, Miley commanded, you do the procedure. You do the process, and I'm part of that procedure, he told top military officials inside the Pentagon's war room two days after the riot, according to the book Peril. You never know what a president's trigger point is, Miley told them, according to the book which relies on Woodward's well-established methods of relying on deep background information-provided sources, some of them anonymously, as well as documents and interviews, to attempt to reconstruct events and conversations. Miley claimed that he feared Trump was suffering serious mental decline. Miley told them, The strict procedures are explicitly designed to avoid inadvertent mistakes or accident or nefarious, unintentional, illegal, immoral, unethical launching of the world's most dangerous weapons. Chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, Army General Mark Miley, phoned his Chinese counterparts to give reassurances two days after the Capitol riot and cautioned U.S. military leaders amid fears Trump might attack to keep power. Got it? Miley asked his team members. Yes, sir, they replied, and in an exchange Miley considered an oath. Miley told CIA director Gina Haspel, aggressively watch everything 360. Just as stunning were Miley's reported actions that same date to the head of China's powerful military to reassure his counterpart that the U.S. was not going to attack China and set off a clash with a major nuclear power. His message, despite his undoubts about Trump's mental state, was that everything's fine. Things may look unsteady, Miley told General Li Chan, but that's the nature of democracy, General Lee. We are a hundred percent steady. Everything's fine, but democracy can be sloppy sometimes. Miley was concerned Trump might go rogue, having run out of legal options to stay in office. Trump had called the election rigged and spoke at a rally before the reports of anarchists ra- ransacking the Capitol. It was Miley's second call to his counterpart in the final months of the Trump administration. U.S. intelligence concluded the Chinese believe Trump might launch a military strike in order to create a basis to stay in power. After an election, Trump called out as fraudulent, despite a series of court and procedural defeats that had him running out of pro- options. Miley had earlier called Lee in October amid ongoing tensions over the South China Strait and Trump's rhetoric targeting China. Millie feared Trump might seek to use such an attack to achieve a right-stack-fire-type incident where he would cite the dangerous new situation to cling to power. Miley afterward concluded Lee was unusually rattled miley even promised his counterpart there would be no surprises they had reportedly established relations through a back channel general lee you and i have known each other for five years now and if we're going to attack i'm going to call you ahead of time it's not going to be a surprise miley reportedly told him that revelation has infuriated florida senator marco rubio and he is a member of the Senate Foreign Relations Committee. Rubio wrote President Biden demanding he dismiss Miley immediately. Ruby pins the statement. I write with grave concern regarding recent reporting that General Mark Miley, chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, worked to actively undermine the sitting commander-in-chief of the United States Armed Forces and contemplated a treasonous leak of classified information to the Chinese Communist Party in advance of a potential armed conflict with the People's Republic of China. These actions by General Miley demonstrate a clear lack of sound judgment, and I urge you to dismiss him immediately. Rubio added, General Miley has attempted to rationalize his reckless behavior by arguing that what he perceived as the military's judgment as more stable than its civilian commander It is a dangerous precedent that could be asserted at any point in the future by General Miley or others. It threatens to tear apart our nation's long-standing principle of civilian control of the military. The book quotes Miley expressing concerns Trump might launch a strike that could lead to war. Trump campaigned repeatedly to end the Middle East wars that he called a waste and negotiated a departure date with the Taliban in Afghanistan before leaving office. I continually reminded him, depending on where and what you strike, you can find yourself at war, the book quotes Miley as saying of Trump. A president can only initiate a nuclear strike through a complex procedure that involves multiple layers of officials coordinated through the National Military Command Center. Miley claims the military did not want an incident to set off a war with the major nuclear power. In this newly released book, we learn Miley also spoke to House Speaker Nancy Pelosi, who had publicly raised her own fears about Trump's access to nuclear weapons immediately after the riot, which came on a day Congress met to count the electoral votes to make Joe Biden president. This is bad, but who knows what he might do, Pelosi said. He's crazy. You know he's crazy. He's been crazy for a long time. So don't say you don't know what state his m- of mind it is. Miley responded, according to the book, Madam Speaker, I agree with you on everything. Pelosi told him, What I'm saying to you is that if they couldn't even stop him from an assault on the Capitol, who even knows what else he may do? And is there anybody in charge at the White House who was doing anything but kissing his fat butt all over this? Miley's efforts to give himself the opportunity to potentially head off a strike or a war appears to have been triggered by his call with Pelosi. According to the transcript, she asked him... What precautions are available to prevent an unstable president from initiating military hostilities or from assessing the launch codes and ordering a nuclear strike? Miley then vouched for a lot of checks in the system. Haspel had raised her own concerns after Trump refused to accept the results of the November election. We are on the way to a right-wing coup. The whole thing is insanity. He is acting out like a six-year-old with a tantrum, she told him. This is a highly dangerous situation. We're going to lash out for his ego, she told Miley in a call. The maneuvering came at a time after Miley had first accompanied Trump during his infamous photo op shortly before the authorities cleared protesters from Lafayette Square during Black Lives Matter protest in the summer of 2020. He then apologized for having participated in the event in uniform. Meanwhile, a U.S. Army lieutenant colonel garnered viral attention after he submitted his resignation paperwork citing what he called the Marxist takeover of the military. Lt. Col. Paul Douglas Haig, stationed at Fort Bragg, North Carolina, submitted his resignation on August thirtieth. according to his letter shared online last week by his wife, Katie Phipps Haig. After 18 years of active duty service in the U.S. Army, my Lt. Col. husband has resigned. He's walking away from all he's worked for and believed in since he was an ROTC kid at UGA. He's walking away from his retirement, his resignation memo. First and foremost, I am incapable of subjecting myself to the unlawful, unethical, immoral, and tyrannical order to sit still and allow a serum to be injected into my flesh against my will and better judgment, Haig wrote in his resignation letter as part of his reasoning for resigning. It is impossible for this so-called unmentionable to have been studied adequately to determine the long-term effects. Hayes' resignation letter goes on to describe a complete lack of confidence in the presidential administration and secretaries directing the military and what I view as an ideologically Marxist takeover of the military and the United States government at their upper echelons. Haig's allegation of a Marxist takeover in the military comes after months of complaints about the introduction of racially charged reading materials and trainings throughout the military. In March, Senator Ted Cruz raised concerns the military is being systematically undermined for the sake of left wing ideology. On Tuesday, Haig confirmed his resignation. He said his resignation process has begun and that he continues to stand by what he said in his resignation letter. Task and Purpose reported on Monday that the Army would not commit on the authenticity of the resignation letter. I would like nothing more than to continue in the Army to reach my 20 years of active federal service and retire with my pension, Haig's letter adds. However, I instead will join those who have served before me in pledging my life, my fortune, and my sacred honor to continue resisting the eternal and ever-mutable forms of oppression and tyranny, both from enemies outside our nation's borders and those within. And John Adams had this to say, at a special message to the Senate of the and the House In the year 1797, he said, It is impossible to conceal from ourselves or the world what has been before observed, that endeavors have been employed to foster and establish a division between the government and people of the United States. To investigate the causes which have encouraged this attempt is not necessary, but to repel by decided and united councils, Insinuation so derogatory to the honor and aggression so dangerous to the Constitution, Union, and even independence of the nation is an indispensable duty. As the end of the 18th century drew near, relations between the United States and France were deteriorating. President John Adams wanted to preserve American neutrality in conflicts between Britain and France. He sent a minister to France who was not received. President Adams then addressed a joint session of Congress on May sixteenth, seventeen 1797, expressing his concern about the possibility of war with France and dissension at home caused by France and its supporters. In October, three commissioners appointed by Adams arrived in Paris in hopes of restoring mutual confidence between the countries. French Prime Minister Talleyrand's agents, known only as X, Y, and Z, and assumed to be acting on Talleyrand's orders, refused to receive the diplomats. They demanded a bribe, presumably for Talleyrand himself and a large loan from France. The American people were incensed. War with France seemed inevitable. In fact, the U.S. is often described as being in an undeclared war with France following the XYZ affair. At the same time, two opposing political parties were developing in the U.S. trending to sympathize with France in foreign policy and were the Thomas Jefferson-led Democratic Republicans. Their loyalty was called into question by the Federalists, who dominated Congress during Adams' administration. It was a dangerous time, both for the security of the young republic and the freedoms its citizens enjoyed the Federalists clashed frequently with Democratic-Republicans who disagreed sharply with what they regarded as a philosophy of huge public debt, a standing army, high taxes, and government-subsidized monopolies. Could the Federalist, the party in control, wield the power necessary to protect America against those who opposed it without wielding that power against those who opposed them? The Sedition Act touched off a lively debate about the right of free speech. It also presented an early test case to the citizens and government of the United States. In times of war or imminent danger, how do you balance the need for security with the rights of individuals? How can partisan politics affect the process of shaping security policies? It's interesting to note in a July 2020 congressional testimony, General Mark Miley had this to say about what he thought should have taken place with the soldiers of the Confederate Army after the War of the States had ended. Here's what he said. The Confederacy. The American Civil War was fought, and it was an act of rebellion, he said. It was an act of treason at the time against the Union, against the Stars and Stripes, against the U.S. Constitution. Those officers turned their back on their oath. woo My, oh, my, oh, my. Now, isn't that the pot calling the kettle black? Anthony Soprano wrote this response on the Free Republic blog site. Miley promotes CRT, critical race theory is sedition, period. It posits our constitutional republic government is systematically racist that must be overcome. Overcome is weasel for overthrow. It is nothing short of an intent to overthrow our government. Miley is a seditious dirtbag. Marty, on the Trapperman blog, wrote, If Miley conspired with the Chinese, then it is not beyond imagination that the U.S. military could stand down while foreign troops come in and operate here for the liberals. It is really bad, and you folks should think about this and the possibilities. P. All the Way responded with this. Outrageous criminal insubordination by General Miley against the Commander-in-Chief and the American people is punishable by a brief court-martial and summary execution at dawn. No excuse for his actions, no explanation, no acceptance. Then P. All the Way added this most important declaration. For five decades, Americans became lazy and allowed the corrupt federal government in the District of Criminals to accrete more and more power. A quick read of the U.S. Constitution reveals that America is first and foremost a federation of independent states. If they want to, the states can and should rebuff a great deal of the federal overreach we are seeing. And it can easily go to the point of federal agents not being allowed to operate in states or they will be arrested, detained, charged. It just takes governors with guts to implement. It can go So far as individual county sheriffs deputizing a couple of thousand local citizens to confront illegal aliens or an invading force or to take rogue federal agents into custody, freedom and independence can confront the authoritarianism flowing out of D.C. right now. It just takes old-fashioned American guts. Yep, that's true. Most likely, in years past, we would be expecting to see General Miley being removed from office in handcuffs. I find it interesting that it is Miley's very ilk who wrote this book and who is exposing his traitorous behavior. I don't believe for a second they have intentions of bringing him down. As of late, I've come to the conclusion these freaks of nature are telling us they can do whatever they want and there's not a thing any one of us can do about it. I think this Bob Woodward and Robert Costa with their book Peril are actually flaunting this fact that our nation has been reduced to burning embers in our faces. It wouldn't shock me at all to know that General Miley may have even helped them write this book. Remember the snake story President Trump would tell at his rallies? Folks, we have all been snake bit. I expect to see General Mark Miley receive a promotion any day now, sort of like Gavin Newsom when he won his manipulated election after the much-needed recall. I bet he gives himself another raise this year.